You're tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. Hey, y'all, what's up? This is Keetra with SOB, back with another wonderful episode, Style of Business, the podcast. Today, I'm speaking with David Aziz, who is the CEO of Edge International Limited, which is the parent company of Salt Square, one of the many companies that David is the CEO and founder of based in Nigeria. And today, he's going to be talking to us about entrepreneurship in his city and some of the wonderful things that he has going on in regards to development and leadership and all that other good stuff. So let's jump right in. Hello, David. How are you doing today? Hello, Kitre. I'm so happy to be here and I'm doing very great today. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, guys. <laughs> and I love what you're doing. The style of business is a great show. Thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely. No, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us and uh, looking forward to learning more about what you guys have going and just going from there and, and discussing entrepreneurship. So let's jump right in. Go ahead and give us a uh, some information in regards to your background, and we'll get into um, some of the initiatives that you guys are doing with Salt Square. All right. As you already know, my name is David Aziz. I am from Nigeria. I am from the north central of Nigeria, Cookie State, to be precise. And um, I'm 31, and I am the I'm the first of four. You know? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Not until my dad remarried. Uh, and now I am I'm the first of many. Oh, all right. <laughs> Got you. journey began because um, I didn't even know that I had the entrepreneurial skill. I didn't know at all. Um, there were pointers that I, that, that I found out later in life. Then I, of course, I like to see the opportunities. When I realized that these were pointers all the while, I just um, grabbed them. When I was really young, when I was much younger, I realized that my mom wouldn't have so much money. So we needed to find creative ways to see that we get money to get us through each day. You know, my parents were divorced and I was living with my mom at the time. She would make myself bread and um, ground notes and also clothes and would not engage my sister in such routine. And I just was wondering why. Why me? Why me? Why me all the time? Yeah. You know, at some point I thought, could it be because I'm older? But the answer was no, because um, I was just, I think, about two or three years. Yeah, two, just two years older than uh, my, my siblings. So, of course, we could all have um, done that together. But later on in life, I realized that she was in that because she found out that I was graced for selling, that I had the, the marketing skill and then the, what I call the people, the people competence skill now. You know, so I just, I just have a way of relating with people. People and then have them to commit or to buy from me without necessarily threatening them with how they will fall down and die to buy this product as the marketing strategy is around the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Takes a special so, skill. Uh, <laughs> you know, so when I finished secondary school, I wanted to get into university, but as I said earlier, I wouldn't have a lot of money. So that dream was not going to be possible because you, you need money to get into university. And Nigeria is not structured in a way we could get education loan. So a friend of mine told me about another friend of his who had a business at the University of Jos, another central part of Nigeria, and that he was looking for somebody to help 
man his commercial phone booth and I offered to take the job and I was just looking for avenues to make money for my university um, degree and then he put in a word for me and um, the guy agreed and, and asked to meet me so we met and then I traveled down to Joss Plateau State and I got the job and I did very well for him and um, I was able to get my diploma with the money I was able to make at the time. Um, I did a diploma in psychology. And then when I was done with that, I needed to continue with my degree. But also, I would need money for that, so I had to work. Mm-hmm. And then a friend of mine, I've just been favored with a lot of people looking out to help all the time whenever there's a need. So a friend of mine reached out and says, okay, you know what? I know someone who is looking for a sales rep somewhere, state capital, being Abuja now. That's the federal capital territory of Nigeria. And then... Um, he put in a word for me again and then I got the job and then went and resumed. But when I resumed, I didn't have a place to stay. So I was squatting with someone who had helped me get the job. I just realized that while I was working there, my boss was exceptionally nice and daddy didn't know. And this is because I didn't know what the history of the place was before I got in. So I would, I would assume that he's naturally a nice person. So he was really nice and the customers were exceptionally nice to me as well. I remember one of them um, giving me his card and says, if you ever want to work in the bank, give me a call. And I just was, I was asking myself why, because I like to ask a lot of whys, you know, why? Not necessarily to people, to myself, you know, David, why is this being done to you? David, why is this being done for you? You know, just to find a balance and to know the motive and the goal for everything that happens around me. And then I didn't know how to respond. About six months after I started working with this man, he called me and said, since you started working in this company, we make one million naira every month and um, that didn't used to be how this business works because he said that uh, before I came in they were making 200,000 naira every month 200 to 250,000 naira every month so that since I came in it has tripled you know and uh, I mean appreciation to that he knows that I do not have the house that I'm currently squatting and that he's going to get me a house so he got me a house that was worth um, 250,000 naira that's about um, $770 and then he, he also got me some money to go get a driver's license just so that I could drive one of his cars, you know, for business purposes and all of that. So at some point, I got interested in acting, you know, and then I had to move to the southwestern part of Nigeria, Lagos, which is where I currently live, and then moved in. And then if you're familiar with the Hollywood stories, it's, it's, I think it's the same all over the world. In Nollywood, it's not easy to break in. So I was in Lagos in 2010. I was trying to get into Nollywood, and it was not easy. So it was really tough. I needed to do something, but there was nothing to do because I just didn't know what to do. And then I remember walking into someone who needed a favor and I did it for him at the time. And then he asked me, what do you do? And I told him that I'm an actor. And he said, you're too smart to be an actor. What do you mean you're an actor? Do you want to work? And I said, um, yes, I'd like to work. And he said, when do you want to resume? And I said, I'm sorry, sir. I don't know what you do. <laughs> you know, and he says, <laughs> and he says, he's into oil and gas. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I'm interested. I mean, of course, yeah. who wouldn't be interested in an oil and <laughs> gas guess, job? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and then I got the job and then I, I started working for him and with him. You know, but I also remember that about a year after that, got the job. He came to the office one morning and then came to my office and said, David, since you started working for us, in, for me in this company, our profit has doubled and then I've stopped losing money. Uh, so there's a car downstairs. It's for you and it's not an official car. It's a gift from me to you. And then he also got me a house. Oh, wow. You know, that, yeah, very close to the office at the time because before I got the car and the house, I usually 
would go a very long distance to get to the place. Well, so he got me a house and then got me. So this were pointers for me. I was asking myself, why are they all doing this? What am I doing right? What is it that I do with people's businesses that is making them so excited to the point of giving me such gifts? You know, yeah. so I asked a lot of whys and whys and whys, and then I was gradually getting the answers, which which led me to know to realizing that it was the same thing that my mom saw that made her. Uh, engage me with the sales of the things we were selling when we were really young is the same thing that these people have also seen that I have and that's why they are responding to me in, in such an um, appreciative manner you know, with the cars and, and with the house and all of that. So my last boss mentioned to me when we, we went for, I think we went to do a business together and on our way back he says, you're a very smart chap and I would advise that um, you start a company someday. As a matter of fact, I will be surprised if at the end of this year you do not have a company to your name because I think you're really smart. I do not want to enslave you. I want you to go on to become really successful for yourself. Yeah. And that was the jolt I needed. And then I was inspired and I was motivated. And then I started thinking, oh, okay, I need to also start my own company and then do, do some great stuff. And then that's how Edge International Limited was created in 2011. And then it was primarily created to cater for two things. Now, in Nigeria, one of the things that we, that we do not have so much of is electricity, power. So, and then a lot of companies here rely on generators, like very big generators to run their, their businesses. So I thought, okay, I'd like to be a servicing company. So what can I do for these companies? Get them diesel, you know, as an alternative source of power you know, to run their businesses. So um, Edge was created to respond to that, um, that need. Because I've come to realize that as, as opposed to as against rest, complaining about what's not working, I find a creative response to it and then make it work. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's how Edge became a sales and um, distribution company for petroleum products. And um, the second primary reason why Edge was created was because I had the dream, I had a dream to actually train the creative people, actors, singers, and also I wanted to have a, an Edge Academy sort of a training institute. And then when I was registering the company, this were, um, this were one of the things that we highlighted amongst many others that my lawyer advised that we could do in the future. But at that time, these were the two things that I had in mind, sales of petroleum products and training of um, of um, of creative and um, people but have gone on to have gone on to do some other great stuff you know uh, what training was selling petroleum products but we have several other things that we're doing now yeah. and um, i'm super excited and that also so and, and also exactly and, and i want to just jump in here real quick but the entertainment aspect of is it bond and beauty where you go in and do the consulting and management i think that that kind of plays into what you had as uh when you were doing your acting and film and things like that right yes yes yeah part of the reasons why i was interested in um training the creative people was because um, I realized that some of the actors in this part of the world, apart from that they were being underpaid for their services, they also didn't know how to place a demand on their employers, you know, asking for what, what um, would commensurate with uh, measure up to, their, to the value that they are offering. And I thought, okay, you know what, how can I be of um, service to these people in helping them properly position themselves to be taken seriously and to be looked at as a professional. I said, when I was registering the company, I didn't have it all figured as much. Zuckerberg said, ideas never come out fully formed, right? So I didn't have all of this figured out then, but I just knew that I would like to train um, some people. But now I have a clear-cut um, um, idea on, on what I want to do. I mean, most of the 
actors in Nigeria, just a few of them do, but most of them do not have a professional profile. They do not have, they do not know how to manage their image. And then of course, they are somewhat low on branding. And then of course, they do not also know how to negotiate. So we created Bonds and Beauty to respond to that. I gathered some teams that I realized that um, are very efficient in this area and effective. So I, I put them together. So they started writing a profile for actors, managing their talent, telling them what she, what gigs they should take and what gigs they shouldn't take. So we helped actually rebrand them. And then, of course, producers are now responding to them in the manner that um, they truly deserve. And uh, there are other things that, that Edge International Limited parents, one of which is the Red Letters. The Red Letters was actually also a response to a challenge in the country at a time. I realized because I pay attention to trend and season, you know, and then know how to respond to whatever the threat or the universe is, is, is demanding for all the time yeah. through people, actually, you know. So I realized that most of our youth, I'm sure you know that, you know that we are 101 million people in Nigeria, 180 million people, I'm sorry, we are 180 million people in Nigeria, and 62% of this number are youths, right? So which means that, oh, wow. um, which means that the prosperity of this country is predominantly in the hands of, um, of our youth. But um, I realized that they were not interested in learning. The summation of who I am are actually from the books that I have read and people I paid attention to, not necessarily the school I went to. It was from books and then from other things that enhanced my learning. So I realized that our youth were not reading, especially the guys in secondary school and even some who are in university. But they are more interested in watching entertainment shows, America's Got Talent, Project Fame, Nigeria's Got Talent, and comedy shows and all of that. And I said, okay, how can I create something that can also distract them from these things, but they won't lose the entertaining part that they so much crave for because human beings are created to actually have to embrace pleasure. So I thought, you know what, you know, I'm going to make reading a game. So we created the red letters and then have students go head to head. You know, we have them read something from their from their school curriculum and time them. We can say we give them one minute to read the material and then give the other person one minute to read the material. Whoever reads his own within that time limit and is able to explain what he or she has read will win a certain gift. So that was how we were able to start attracting young people to books because our yeah. end goal is that when they have examination and then the question before them, they will remember that when they were doing the red letters competition, they had read something like this and that way they would be able to answer the questions adequately without failing because at some point in Nigeria where some people took the entrance exam into the university and almost half, if not more than half of the people who took the exam failed and um, that was why the the Red Letters was created to respond to that just so that we can reduce the level of academic failure. So that's what the Red Letters was created for. Mm-hmm. I have highlighted um, Bonds and Beauty and for Salt Square. Yeah, that the, one of the companies also that um, is under Edge International mm-hmm. Limited. I realized that um, in Nigeria, we used to largely depend on oil, but because of the recent shortage in foreign exchange and also the fall in the oil price, we have been made have been forced actually to look inwards to see what can we produce you know by us and for us so mm-hmm. which means that we needed to start having entrepreneurs and also some and also have some accidental entrepreneurs you know but entrepreneurship is more than buying and selling entrepreneurship is actually solving a need solving a problem creating value and then getting paid for it you know so you need to also understand the people that you want to create a value for and then how they relate you know so there was a 
gap between consumers and service providers. And then it was mainly an emotional thing. It wasn't really in the quality of product. Take, for instance, an entrepreneur promises to get your product to you at 5 and at 7, 8 p.m., you haven't gotten your product. So mm-hmm. what that causes is that what that would do is to destroy trust and then to hurt your consumer emotionally. So I needed to find a way to begin to train entrepreneurs and people to know how to manage um, their customers just so that they can not only make money, but they'll be able to sustain their customers. And then the only way we could do that is to train them on leadership, on business success. Success is actually not uh, an accumulation or, um, or amassing um, financial resources only. No, success is actually reality. And it only happens when there's, a, when there's an exchange of value. So we started training people on steps because we hear a lot about success, but we never really hear about the components and the process of success. Training, yeah. you know, so that's why we created um, Salt Square to properly train people who are interested in business and in people who are interested in, in having a career in whatever field. You know, and even some people who just want to equip themselves with the right um, training for whatever is ahead. So we created Salt Square. And then the reason why it has to be Salt Square is because I understand the value and the functionality of salt in, in human lives, right? right. So we were, I, we were indirectly saying that be a salt in, in whatever you do. You know, salt seasons our food. We use salt for preservating things. We use some, some people even go as far as using salt to kill things. So be as valuable as a salt. Hence the reason for Salt Square. And then and when at the training we have a, a mantra, we have a language that we play with. We say pass the salt. That's every yeah, I've seen that salt. hashtag. I've seen. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've noticed yeah. that hashtag that you guys are using on social media. And really quickly, I know you just got into the backstory of what inspired you to develop this training program to help entrepreneurs within Nigeria to become good business leaders and that whole thing. But what I wanted to ask was like, as far as Salt Square is concerned, is that a training program that's available to anybody, or is it just specifically there in Nigeria? Oh no, no, no. It's- available to everyone, everyone all over the world. I mean, that's why we made it available online and then sometimes we made it physical for those who have not fully embraced technology in this part of the, of the world. So um, they're interested in your product, but they're not interested in the place that your product is. So um, we create a physical training for them. But for every other person around the world, it's open. And at the moment, we organize the training on WhatsApp. We're, trying to, we're taking advantage of um, the facility that WhatsApp has has the voice notes and then of course the ability to send pictures and then also of course um, the text that is also available so we've done a training at Salt Square and it was very effective, it was very good so it's open, if you noticed when I send out promotions for the next training, I put my country code in the number that is there just so that anybody around the world who is interested can actually call easily without having to say, oh, how, how can I get Nigeria's country code? Yeah, like that. No, yeah. I just, yeah you, you see it straight and then just call, then we'll tell you how you can get on this training. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a very, very, very effective training. It has helped a lot of people. And it, it also serves as a networking platform. It's really great. I mean, the first people who, have, who came on the, on the training, I didn't meet them, never knew them from anywhere, still haven't met any of them. But hey, they have connected with their friends now. I mean, they were able to do some gigs, you know. Mm-hmm. It's actually a very, very um, great initiative. I am excited about it. Another training is coming up on the 26th and it's going to run through to the 2nd of July, you know. Yeah, so yeah. It's actually... Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely... Well, I'll tell you what, at the end of the interview, I'd love for you to uh, provide us with some information how we can log on and check out some of the trainings because I've been 
checking it out on Twitter. And I know that you guys are actively doing some promotion and you had a lot of different entrepreneurs on there teaching classes. So it's definitely a great resource. And David, I know you talked briefly earlier in regards to entrepreneurship from your own personal perspective, but um, let's talk a little bit about the development of entrepreneurship in Nigeria. Like, do you find the business is picking up and increasing the opportunities or like kind of open and increasing for small business owners and entrepreneurs in Nigeria? Oh, yes, yes, yes. As I mentioned earlier, while I was describing how I got into an entrepreneurial journey and the things we've been able to do, here, here is what um, I'm sure you're aware that in 2016, we were in recession. And then there was the shortage of foreign exchange. And then there was also the fall in the oil price. So it made everyone in it, and the companies were laying off their staff. So it made a lot of people to start looking inwards. What can I do? As a matter of fact, as busy as I was, I had to also diversify. You know, that's how we started the KFED's food because when the recession happened, we needed to start looking for what's the easy pick on the shelf? What's the thing that customers will pick easily on the shelf? What's that thing that doesn't cut so much? So entrepreneurship is actually growing in Nigeria, especially startups, small businesses, and also medium businesses. And then there are a lot of organizations in Nigeria that is actually supporting startups. You know, we have the Tony Lumelu Foundation. He is the founder of UNI, um, UPA, you know, and then he has a foundation that supports entrepreneurs. As a matter of fact, you get a grant, you know, once you have a business and then you have a structure, I mean, you have a business plan, you pitch your business idea and then you you get funds for the business, you know. And there are a lot of um, openings here and there. You know, some people who have saved money over the years and now the money, as against just eating the money and the money will depreciate, they are diversifying, creating something. For mm-hmm. instance, as you may already know that um, we are a company that used to largely depend on oil. Now that it's actually not so profitable, we have um, gone into farming big time. So agriculture is actually very big in this part of the world. And, you know, when you get your farm produce, you would need it to be processed, right? Mm-hmm. And as you may already know, we... Um, rice is one of the products that we consume most in this part of the world. You know, so I mentioned that we needed to start creating or producing things by us and for us and reduce the importation and all of that. So we started going into farming. You know, people started going to poultry farms, snail farms, and then the, people started, as against taking soda, people started creating locally made fruit juice, creating things to actually respond to the needs of the people at the moment since people were getting laid off. So some people that lost their job from a blue chip as against getting into depression and feeling really bad, they're going into shoemaking. I have a friend who's going to be one of the facilitators of, of our training. She's a shoemaker and also a fashion designer. Amazing. She left her banking job just to face her business, you know. Yeah. So entrepreneurship is actually growing really big in this country, especially food business and also fashion business. And must I also add, as little as car washing business is, it's a big thing in, in Nigeria, especially the states that I live in, where about 20 million people in this country, I mean, in this states rather, and um, most of us, because we're a country that likes to show our affluence, we like to, we have worked for our money, we will see us spending our money. So we like to buy cars. We don't like yeah. to really take public transport. So it means that people have lots of cars in Lagos. That's why it's one of the states in Nigeria where you'd constantly have traffic jam and, and the rest. People need to wash these cars, you know, so some people have decided to have small businesses. Yeah, they're meeting, definitely meeting a need. Making a lot of 
money for them, you know. And then there's the construction. Um, well, I yeah. tell you what, that yeah. And then there's the sales of construction um, materials. What are some of the favorite things that you enjoy in regards to entrepreneurship? What I'm asking is what you're driving for us. What gets you up and interested in doing what you do? Uh, what drives me actually and, um, and motivates me and keeps me going, my driving force, I call it, is the genuine appreciation, the smile that people that I have served through one service or the other, that they give to me whenever we're done with a particular transaction, you would see that they are genuinely happy. And this usually comes from on-time delivery, adequate supply is not a little over, it's not a little short. It is as they have requested that it has been delivered to them and it's in the right quality. So you see the genuine appreciation. Thank you, David. That was a very great job, David. Thank you. You know, so when I hear these thank yous from serving to be paid, you know, you know, it's a different thing if you're serving people for free, but you're having to be paid and somebody comes to say thank you for doing sort of such an excellent job. It keeps me going. It yeah. gives me reason to want to do more. It gives me reason to want to be my best at every given opportunity. And then the fact that the pride, actually, I think the word is pride that I am able to solve a human being's problem. It keeps me going. It means that I am not a liability on earth and to my country or to my government or to my people. It means that um, I am relevant, I am useful, you know, in the society. These are the things that keeps me going because I like to see myself as part of the government. So as opposed to saying, oh, the president is not doing his job, the governor is not doing his job, I like to ask myself, David, are you doing your job? Yeah. yeah. Because right. democracy is actually an inclusive um, type of governance. So I like to see myself as part of government, part of people, and, and of course, do my, my bit to ensure that everyone is um, enjoying the good life. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, definitely doing your part is what one of the uh, things that will get you to the next level and to achieve success. And as an entrepreneur, like what are some of the obstacles that you have faced? Not necessarily when, um, well, I guess you could, when you're talking about trying to provide these resources for entrepreneurs as Solid Square and some of the other projects that you've worked on, but what are some of the main obstacles that you face on just kind of getting your business developed and off the ground? One of the obstacles I faced when I had registered age, um, I'll give you a quick story. When I started working, don't forget, I got a free house to buy, and I stopped the job. I needed to get my own house. So, but I had money to get my own house, but I didn't want to use the money to get a house. I wanted to use the money to invest into each product and resell and then make profit. So the money I had was my investment capital. So I was squatting with this guy. Then we had a fallout. You know, we had a misunderstanding and I was so unhappy with, with how the event turned out and, then I, and I had to go get a place of my own. Then I took part of the money to get a place for myself. Then my investment capital was actually now has been divided, you know, has been halved into two. It's no longer, it would take me as far as I would want to. So, and then I was getting offers. David supply us 10,000 liters of diesel. David supply us 5,000 liters. David supply us 20,000 liters. David supply us 30,000. 3,000 liters and David didn't have the money to muster such requests and I started walking around Lagos looking for friends who could borrow me 1 million, 2 million naira and I remember one of them gave me 100,000 naira so okay baby you know what I don't have 1 million but hey if this can help take I remember a friend of mine also gave me 350,000 
Venera and says, um, let's see, let's see what this can do for you and all of that. But it still wasn't enough. So I lost businesses because I didn't have finance to actually meet those demands. And there was something interesting happened. I met a friend who actually, again, told me that he knows another friend who is into petroleum sales and delivery, that he could talk to him for me. And then he said, yeah, no problem, let me meet to him. So he met with me and says, you want 10,000 liters? I said, yes, and that would cost 1.5 million naira. And he says, look, you know what? I don't know you from anywhere. I have been cheated before. People have run away with my money. What's the guarantee that you're not going to run away with my money? And I said, look, I have a car. I'll give you my car. I can write you post-dated checks, you know, and he says, you know what, I don't want your post-dated check. I don't want your car. I'm just going to take a chance on you and see if you are worthy of this um, of this um, chance. And he gave me 10,000 liters of diesel to supply. Haven't waited for like months looking for who to help me. And I didn't get anyone. Mm-hmm. So he gave me that product to, to deliver and I was to pay him back in two weeks. Unfortunately, two days before two weeks, I went to the company who I had supplied the, the product to and they told me, oh, come back tomorrow. And then I went and then they said, oh, no, oh, no, sorry, we can't pay you now because we are actually opening another branch of our company somewhere and we have invested our money into that construction. And, blah. and I'm like, no, oh, wow. you yeah. guys have no idea how I got here. You guys have no idea how I got the product to you. You can't do this to me. If I'm a day late, you will destroy my trust my credibility and, and the sight of this guy, he will never give me product again. You can't do this to me. And then and then they said, no, sorry, we can't do anything. And then I said, David, what can you do? I'd rather lose this customer than to lose my source. Yeah. What can I do? And I suddenly became very grateful that my source didn't take my car when I offered to give it to him as a collateral. So because that was what I eventually used in blocking their entrance gate so nobody could come out. But going and the MD asked that I should have that. Um, <laughs> you know, I had to take some desperate measures, man. I was trying to save my head. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. My businesses. Right. <laughs> you know, so and then they requested that I, I come upstairs and then I went to see them and then they wrote me a check and then I drove. I was very happy. I drove straight to the demands of it and gave him his money and then he gave me my part of the money. And that's how I started getting products from him on credit and supplying to every other places that I needed to supply until I was able to get different other sources, which came from um, referral. Oh, David is a nice guy. Oh, if it's David, don't worry, he'll pay you. He won't run, you know. Yeah. And that's how we've been able to sustain. The initial challenges where there were no funds and then nobody was willing to take a chance on, on a random guy called David. Like, who are you? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, it seems like yeah. you, I mean, it, it, that's fascinating. It seems like you definitely turned it around. So, you know, yeah. you, you can't question that. And speaking of just obstacles and things like that, I guess right now it's probably a little bit, I don't want to say easier, but I guess there's more resources available into which a, an aspiring entrepreneur could kind of start in the business development phase to get to where they want to go in, in terms of building their companies. But like right now, what sort of business and career development resources are available in Nigeria? At the moment in Nigeria, anybody who wants to invest in anything in Nigeria should consider e-commerce. That's an area that is engaging our youth. Don't forget that the reason why we created the Red Letters was to sort of distract them from their engagement on the internet, right? And I also mentioned that Nigerians like to buy. We like to chew our affluence. They know that we have worked hard. You would see it in the things that we use. So Nigerians like to buy. 
most Nigerians actually, the very creative and entrepreneurial ones, actually starting up the e-commerce, you know, an online mall where you could pick anything and then they, they deliver it to you. So that's what's happening right now in Nigeria. There's the Conga, there's the Jumia, there's the Udala, all online. And then it's, I mean, as a matter of fact, I am made to understand that this industry is estimated to worth $10 billion as I speak to you, you know. Oh, wow. And um, it's huge. Yes, this is just Nigeria. And it's growing. You know, so e-commerce is actually um, an area that I would advise anybody who wants to invest in Nigeria to consider. And then another area would be agriculture. is contributing hugely to, to our GDP. Don't forget our dependence on oil is actually dwindling. We're not depending on it so much. So we're now going back to what's really important, which is food. You know, so and then when these foods come out from the farm, it has to be transported, it has to be processed, it has to be preserved. Things require money, require funds, require people. Trust me, you will get your money back. And then some Nigerians actually taking advantage of the of the possibility and the avenue that agriculture has provided in Nigeria as we speak. Another one would be um, online advertising agency. Don't forget, the technology is actually taking all over the world. Yeah, so technology. Most businesses now are online. We have different kinds of online agencies in Nigeria promoting one thing or the other, marketing one thing or the other, PR companies all over the place. So we have lots of that creating employment opportunities for our youths who naturally are inclined to internet as we speak. And um, the next one would be food business. Food, yeah. That's eatery now, you know. I mean, when, when you have um, like a fast food, yeah, most of, uh, as a matter of fact, I think I, I eat once in my house. Um, the rest of um, the days I eat out, you know. <laughs> yes. so that, that's money going into somebody else's house. Exactly. That's, that's money going to people's pockets. Exactly. There, there's this, oh, yeah. Did I mention Nollywood? Yeah, I know you oh mentioned God, uh, entertainment. Is, yeah, exactly. My God, Nollywood, Nollywood is worth $7 billion as we speak. So it has created a lot of jobs for youths, for people. And don't forget, our youths like entertainment. They like to be engaged, they like to be entertained, they like pleasure. And we have to see 52% of our youths in a country of 180 million people interested in entertainment. And we are the third um, film producing country in the world, you know. So it's a huge market as I speak to you right now. So we have young producers coming up, young directors coming up. Nigerians are actually very entrepreneurial, you know, and um, we like money. And then we like to actually find a way to, to make money, to live the good life. I'll just mention two other business opportunities and then um, hold on to that because because there are more. Yeah, we'll do another um, podcast for that one. I'm pretty sure there's plenty of more information we can get yeah, from that one. Schools, nursery and primary schools. Education, it's, it's okay. Very big. Yeah, nursery and primary schools is actually a very big business in this country. And this is because the government has not been effective in their leadership when it comes to education and then providing the necessary social amenities for a proper education. And this is not me trying to blame anybody. I mean, it was just lack of proper planning on their side. And I'm sure with the new people rising, corrections will be made. But hey, before we get there, individuals are taking responsibilities and ensuring that quality education is given to whoever can afford it. So they are creating their own schools, getting licenses to have nursery and primary school. And people will have to pay to, to educate their children. So that's, that's another business venture that anyone who is coming to Nigeria can, can, can and consider. And another one 
uh, the last one actually is having hostels you know i mean building like like now um, this is real estate now you know having hostels across the universities in nigeria so like a private hostel i say as opposed to just building a hotel which is the traditional thing people used to do now people have moved on to having private hostels you know uh, in schools where students would rather go for the hostel that has a air conditioning over give staying in, in the campus or a hostel that has been provided by the university that has no ceiling fan or anything that is actually more than so they're taking these options of um, private hostels you know that's another business opportunity as well nigeria is actually the economic hub of africa it's a big country and then of course business is are happening every day and um, every night and lagos city where i live in is fast becoming the silicon valley of Africa, actually. Yeah. So the opportunities are countless. Yeah, it sounds like it is rapidly advancing. And I'm I'm definitely looking forward to hearing more in regards to your projects and what you have going. But before we close, I think it's fascinating the way that you uh, really embrace service and giving back to the community. And I know that you, you know, have a lot of different things that have inspired you over the course of your career. And we look forward to having you back and going into some of the other projects that you're involved with. But just leave us with a couple of words of advice for aspiring entrepreneurs and then after that, if you will, please share with us where we can find you online as far as uh, David Aziz and also Salt Square. One of the things that uh, plagued my heart and mind when I wanted to start out as an entrepreneur was, would people buy what I, my service? Would, would they accept me? And um, I didn't have a clear answer to that, but I did know that I was afraid to start. And I was willing to take a chance. And if it doesn't work, I will get a job. And I took the chance. And I didn't have to get a job. There hasn't still been any reason to get a job. So I will tell you categorically, do not be afraid to fail because failure is actually a part of success. There is no and there will never be a success without failures. So it comes with it. So as I usually tell myself and tell every other young people that I counsel, it is better and more honorable to have many legal failed businesses than to be arrested for fraud. So in simple way, it doesn't matter if you fail once or fail two times or if you're a jack of all trade, just do it. And do not allow procrastination to delay your prosperity. For every time you say, I'll do it later, you are delaying your prosperity. Sometimes I have to tag these words on my wall. Do it now, David. Do it now, David. Do it now, David. So I do whatever I have to do now so that I do not delay my prosperity. So if you're an aspiring entrepreneur, just do it. Go out there. Do it. And one last thing. When you have to ask people for help, go to those who can help you. Ask precisely, ask intelligently, as my mentor, um, Anthony Robbins, would say. Ask precisely, ask intelligently, and promise them a value in return. Don't ask believing that somebody will just throw his money on you. Ask precisely, ask intelligently, and you will get help. And if you want to follow me online, my name is David Aziz on Facebook. Once you see a guy with a microphone, on the suit. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Let, and, um, tell us how to spell. Give them, give them the spelling, uh, David, if you will. Okay. David is spelled D-A-V-I-D and Aziz is spelled A-Z or Z, you know, according to how you pronounce it, then double E as E-E-Z or Z. 
according to how you pronounce it. You know, so that's my name on Facebook. And on, on Twitter, it's David Aziz again. It's at David Aziz, same spelling, underscore. When you click that, you see me again with a microphone. You know, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and um, you can find Salt Square on Twitter, and it's actually it's just it's at Salt Square. There are two Salt Squares I have come to find to discover. Um, and the, I think the last, the, the other Salt Square last tweeted last in 2006. So, which means that uh, they're probably not as um, not using the handle anymore. So, if you see our salt square you probably will see tweets from 2017 and then that's us you would see us we have red all over the place the logo and you see salt square sitting on the lectern perfect so that's us perfect, that's perfect. us i am super happy for this conversation Patriot, this is amazing that you are showcasing entrepreneurs all over the world this is really great and i'm hoping that this will serve as another opportunity for entrepreneurs to connect in the event that you hear someone who has what you need i'm believing that the people will be on will be bold enough to reach out to you and say oh hey Kitria, i had this guy on your show how can i connect to him or her I think we have some similarities and let's connect. As I'd like to believe and say to people, the world is no longer limited and everything is possible right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. And I certainly agree with you on all of that. So thanks again, David. Much appreciated. And we definitely look forward to having you back on and further connecting with you here in the future. So enjoy the rest of your day and I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you so much, Kitra, for having me. I am super happy. God bless you and keep doing the great work. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Kitra's website updates, just log on to Kitra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.